On this episode of AV Week, we talk about Harmon and Samsung, the $8 billion deal. Talking with Sean Robinson from AMX. Also, Harmon and Watson getting together and combining distribution. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Middle Atlantic. This is AV Week, episode 272, recorded Friday, November 18th, 2016. Watson's Soul. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. We have a boatload of things to talk about this week, so let's get to it. First up and foremost, who's joining us? Uh, my buddy, my pal, um, and the uh, the arch rival of my St. Louis Blues. His name is Dave Hatz. How are you, sir? Hey, doing very good. Thanks for having me, bud. Absolutely, sir. Uh, also with us, a, a first uh, a newbie, so be nice to him, please. Um, uh, his, or be nice to him, uh, not me. Uh, his name is Cash uh, Katia. Uh, Cash is from Connects Pro. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Good to have you guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, also, as we're going to grab uh, Don Mead here on it in a second. Last but not least, very special guest, very warm welcome. Uh, he's only going to join us for a couple of stories, but there's a reason for that. His name is John Robinson. He works for AMX by Harmon, a Samsung joint. Right. Is that can we can we throw that well, last part know, in there? Until the announcement is you know until it's finalized, right? Yeah. So, right. All right. So let's let's kick it off here. We'll 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 start with with Sean, but we'll give our our, our friends uh, also a, a way to um to uh, jump in here. Uh, first and foremost, the the official announcements. Um, uh, oh, I hate, love autoplay. Uh, Samsung is vying to buy quote unquote. This is from Fox Business. Auto parts supplier, I love that, <laughs> Harman for $8 billion. Now, let's be honest here. Harman makes more than auto, suppar- uh, auto parts supplier. Almost, a little bit. What well, makes it sound like you make ball bearings, right? I mean, come right, on. Right, right. Um, uh, let's be really frank here and really honest. Harman, 28,000 folks uh, that works for you guys. Uh, overar, overarching, right? Um, this is everybody that, that Harman has picked up in, in the last, you know, let's say 16, 20 years. These are brands like Crown and JBL, AMX. You guys picked up SVSI, and, and you know, but it, so they're under you. But it's all still under Harman, uh, right. BSS, Martin Lighting. But one of the things that that folks, in, at least in the, in the AV industry, probably don't understand and don't realize, the Harman brand and the Harman company is really, really intricate in the auto um, infotainment business. Okay. Uh, I want to say one of the reports I saw that said that, that, that Harman has somewhere in the neighborhood of $28 billion, with a B, backlog of product sales. Yes. So, yeah, I'd buy you for $8 billion, too. <laughs> seems like a good deal. It seems like a great deal. Yeah. So, first, first question for you, Sean, and it's a question I, I have asked every friend and, and, and um, acquaintance I have at, at Harman. 
what were you guys' reaction, right? What, how, how are you feeling this week? What, what's going on? Yeah, so it seems very, uh, well, of course, two years ago, I had the same kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Wake up, see an email, right? Oh, hey, look at that. So, you know, these things are very confidential because of the public nature of the, of the companies, right? So it was a little bit deja vu. Um, you know, from a, a guy who's been here at AMX uh, for 14 years and, you know, who's been into technology since I was a little kid, I'm ecstatic. Um, Samsung is, you know, a top tier technology uh, developer or manufacturer in the world. And so, you know, of course, it takes everybody by surprise on that Monday when they make the announcement. And then you start thinking about what's going to be happening, what's going to be, you know, the potential we can start drawing on. And, you know, then internal communications start coming out, too, about what this really means. And, uh, you know, you, you're shocked initially, and then you start learning about all these things, and you get super, super, super excited. Um, and that's where I'm at right now. Um, Tim, I would like to address, there are, you know, I've been watching the narratives this week, and, you know, and, until it was fully communicated out um, by our marketing and public relations teams on, on, on the boundaries, right, because we are talking about two public companies, we really couldn't come out you know, each of us and start talking. But um, I do want to kind of address, so I was watching a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Narratives, and I, I do want to kind of address this one thing that, you know, AMX has disappeared off the face of the earth, right? I mean, we've been, I've been reading some of this, right? And I'm just going Well, blank. don't read those people. And so AMX, we were acquired by Harman. AMX no longer exists as a company. Um, we are Harman, right? The brand, the product brand continues to exist. This is something that Harman has been doing for many, many years. They acquire iconic product brands. They bring those into their ecosystem where they can deliver more of a complete solution, but they keep those brands, right? So the reason for the AMX acquisition to begin with was to tie, to start tying things into the enterprise. And so it's a very strategic acquisition for, for Harman. And again, the brand continues to exist for Harman. So when you go to Cedia, when you go to ISE, when you go to Infocom, you're not going to see an AMX booth. You're going to see a Harman booth, right? But that doesn't mean AMX has disappeared. We're all still here. We're just wearing different shirts. And that's going to be the case as we move forward into the next, uh, into the next company. Um, the other one, big misconception this week is, why was not AMX mentioned in the initial, in the press release or any of the press this week? And that one I almost have to laugh about because, um, first of all, first and foremost, the main audience for all of this press this week, for any type of acquisitions in between these large companies, of course, is going to be investors, right? Investors are the ones who really, really, really care about um, these acquisitions. And the, the hot technology, the hot uh area right now in technology, the next frontier is the car. It, and that is exactly why Google and Apple are all in to car. Samsung being a technology leader in the world is obviously going to want to get into that. So, and because it's going to be a hundred billion dollar market. I mean, we all love our industry that we're in, but in the grand scheme of things in the tech world, it's pretty small industry, hundred billion in the car. Of course, that's what's going to be in all the press, right? So immediately, again, those, that narrative keeps popping up. See, AMX is not mentioned. They're going to disappear. Well, but and if you actually go in, and, and I'd love to get this link out to you, Tim, if you yeah. don't have it, on the, on the PowerPoint that Samsung has actually released on their investor relations site, you can get a little bit deeper understanding. It's about the connected life, right? And so Harman has always been about the connected life, connected home, connected car, and a connected enterprise. The AMX acquisition was all about getting into the enterprise, right? And so it's all coming together of how you bring this whole 
system of products together and deliver great software and user experience around it to allow people to have a seamless life no matter what environment they're in. Well, so I just wanted to kind of talk about that just from all the narrative I've read this week to respond to that out to, uh, to all, of, all of the audience here to let them know that was a, a key Harman strategy and it's also a key strategy for Samsung. Yeah, it, one of the interesting things is is you had uh, your your CEO was on Jim Cramer, uh, Jim Cramer from Mad yeah. Money. Mm-hmm. Dinesh, yeah. Almost a year ago, Jim Cramer said that Apple should buy you, just for the record, right? For the same exact reason, was for, for the connected exactly. car. Um, I'm, right. We're, we're going to go around the horn here, and real quick, just just to, for our own uh, clarification, and because we we screwed up because uh, it was a moving story on Monday, uh, we had a special. We were refer- referring to on our special as a merger. It's not. It's an acquisition. Samsung, right. the company, is acquiring Harman for eight billion dollars. Um, Cash, real quickly, from a, a manufacturing standpoint. Yes. Walk me through, you know, um, you know what Sean's kind of going through here in, in bringing two cultures together. You know, this is this time. I feel it's 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 a difficult time for them to actually at least understand their customers' perspective. Also, uh, how are they going to answer? You know, how are they going to convince? Especially, we all are in the AV world. We're in the AV connected world, right? And we understand there are so many philosophies, there are so many brands. Samsung is a merger with, uh, you know, Harman, and obviously AMX is already in there. There's a presence. How are you going to, you know, um, talk to your customers regarding the, the new products and new offerings now since it's basically being held up by a global, you know, global brand? You know, mm-hmm. that's something that is, you know, you also want to convince your customer saying, okay, yeah, yeah, we are part of Samsung, but, you know, these is the roots from the Harman or, you know, these touch panels are coming from AMX, you know, I mean, and these are designed, they're here, you know, obviously, and, and you know, there is a, there's a, there's urge and presence of the strong AV global leadership that is needed from you guys to make sure that your SIs and your customers are still happy with whatever you guys, you know, manufacturing. So I think that uh, requires some sort of a strong executive support uh-huh. and, you know, uh, some aligned resources that you have to work with, um, some sort of active involvement, <laughs> you know, is definitely needed. But uh, other than that, I, you know, there are so many other variables, I'm, I'm sure that your guys are already thinking about it, and, you know, as we speak. But um, this is just my short list. I think that, you know, that would be something that you want to approach right away before ISC and, you know, obviously Infocom. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. So, and, and one of the things too, to your point, it, it is truly all about the customer. What's been really interesting, you know, we've been we're two years into Harman as AMX. The first year, very hands off. You know, you get here's your plan, guys. You know, go after it. Great. Second year is when you actually start the real integration. Systems come together and all that. We've re, as a Harman professional, we've reorganized October one of last year um, as a division to operate as a single entity. Right, no more silos. So that means no more silos across product development. That was all directed around the end customer and the channel that serves that customer. And we, we divided up the way we support that based on the channel. So the whole entertainment side of the business, which is you know retail through Guitar Center with the Digitech pedals and Lexicon and JBL, and then all the tour and cinema, that's in a separate business unit because those channels and customers are different. On the enterprise side, corporate education, government, uh, uh, theme parks, hospitality, you know, large venues, stadiums, right. arenas, whole nother av consultants um integrators and then the end customers 
everything was designed around that customer and how we more, most effectively serve that customer and support that channel and that customer. And so that's going to continue because we will continue to exist as a standalone subsidiary. Now, what's really cool is additional value we can provide is now it's always been said, hey, guys, that's great. Harmon, you've got everything except displays. You guys need to go acquire a display manufacturer. Well, those guys are a little bit bigger than us. So it turned out the other way around. But oh, there's a couple go, you could have bought. <laughs> there's a, a few small ones, but um, end-to-end audio, video control, lighting, and now the display, too. So at the end customers we speak to, the IT departments that we speak to, they want one, I, I call it one back to pat. Some people call it one throat to choke. They want one back to pat when it comes to suppliers. And so having everything under one umbrella and one ecosystem and where we can deliver something that's more interoperable, making our integrators more profitable, that's tremendous value. And that's exactly what's going on. In fact, at ISE, you're going to start seeing a little bit more of that uh, as we come into that uh, that trade show. That's a great question. All right. So Dawn, Dawn's over here shaking her head. So we're going to grab her and, and, and Dave from the integrator side. Uh, Dawn works for NetAV. Uh, Dave works for API Systems. Don, you, you'll get you'll get a crack at Mr. Robinson here. What uh, when it comes to you know the the one back to pat I get. Um, so as an integrator, you know what do you think about having everything under one roof? Well, it, it's definitely a mind shift for those of us that have been in integration for a long time. Because in the old days, it was this box from this guy and this box from this guy and this box from this guy, and our value was literally. The, I mean, it's in our name. We integrated it all together. Um, with the post-convergence world where we're dealing with IT more and more, they like just off-the-shelf solutions. They like to just buy a single SKU that takes care of everything. And, you know, he said one back to pat, really in our world, it's one finger to point when something doesn't go wrong. And, you know, uh, one of the other control companies, when their rep came into our office not too long ago, even said one of the reasons that all of us are getting into all of these other areas is because if there's ever a problem in a room, it's always the fault of the touch panel. This mm-hmm. thing doesn't work, and they're pushing the button and it doesn't work. It could be the gray box in the rack. It could be a problem with the display. It could be a problem with any number of little things that we use to integrate separately. But when they're pushing the button on the touch panel and it doesn't work, it's a crappy control system. And so with merging to the ecosystem point of view, which ecosystem's a great word, I've used it for a couple of years now, as we've gone this direction, um, it, it really does give a single finger point, but it also gives us an opportunity to sell more, I think, uh-huh. and compete with, I mean, you know, God help us, we do a lot of federal government work at NetAV. Uh-huh. Our IT guys that took over from our facility guys or whoever used to be our customer, they just want to buy a single part number, and they were buying video conferencing systems and rooms from furniture people. Because, you know, Steelcase had this just great all-in-one, slap it in there and hook it up, plug it in, and it works. Compared to what we do, no, it doesn't. You know, it works fine, I guess. But now that AMX, Harmon, whatever your name is this week, and all of the other guys are moving in this direction, it gives us an opportunity to sell higher quality AV with better audio, better visual, better everything than a furniture company. Absolutely. And, and I, think that's a, I think that's a great opportunity for integrators as long as you're willing to put aside that model of, well, I need this gray box from this company in California and I need this touch panel from this company in New Jersey or, or Texas and I need this monitor from these guys in you know Korea or wherever. It, we put that aside, we go with one end-to-end solution and I think our customers are going to be happier 
and you know they we have they have one figure to point at us we have one figure to point at a single company instead of chasing down 15 companies well, right and, and i also want to make sure that everybody realizes in our strategy of bringing our products together and make them more interoperable where we can guarantee an outcome and by no way do i mean we're going to wall off our garden and make sure we don't work with anybody else that's not how the IT world works either, no. right? We have to provide interfaces in, and we will continue to do that. We'll do it in a standards-based way. We'll guarantee an outcome with our products, but we're not going to make them where they only work with themselves because there's some areas where you want to customize, right? Well, and that actually is a very nice segue into our next in, in, next panelist, which is Mr. Hatz, uh, phenomenal programmer. Let's We can talk about programming if you want, Dave, or we can just talk about the overarching thing. I, it, programming Samsung is not horrible, right? Controlling Samsung is not horrible. I, I can give you a list of other ones that are worse. I can give you some from this week. One starts with an S and ends with a Y. Um, but <laughs> uh, from your perspective, Mr. Hatz, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Your perspective, Mr. Hatz, how do you see this? I mean, I think it has a huge potential. I mean, obviously, you know, sort of as Sean said, you know, it'll be a couple years down the road before we really see any fruits of change you know, positive or negative. And so, you know, right now it's it's a matter of tempering, you know, just emotions both up and down. But I, I think there's a tremendous possibility for some synergy here. You know, you think, I mean, you know, sort of what Don was saying, you know, we're seeing everything become one experience and that's what our customers are really looking for. They're looking for simple to deploy, simple to operate, fully, you know, I don't wanna use the word connected, but integrated. and you know, you know, I mean, a lot's been said about, you know, the transition of entertainment from the automobile to the home. Certainly that's possibility. But I mean, you look, Samsung as a company has been investing in their own control technology, in their own automation, and not, again, not walling themselves off, but working with best of breed, you know, working with all kinds of other products, the same philosophy that Harman and AMX have taken over the years. And so, I mean, I look forward to, you know, the opportunity for some of those, you know, the developers to start looking at what each of the other business units offers and, you know, continue to work towards making the best product that each one of them can. And again, not that they're, you know, they have to work together, but if they work together and the benefits are, you know, significantly greater, then everybody wins. All right, and because because Harmon didn't think that we talked about them quite enough this week, um, they were also at something called World of Watson. Uh, and then we're going to let Mr. Robinson go. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, yeah, groovy. Samsung buys you, blah, blah, whatever, $8 billion, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're working with IBM and Watson for a IoT in the hospital is what I'm going to refer to this. Just this is shorthand, guys. I'll put the link up here. But, Sean, give us a real quick synopsis. What are you doing with Watson, and why are we talking about, you know, voice control and IoT in, in a hospital? Yeah, so um, uh, great. And, you know, again, again, this is the meeting I'm missing right now because this is uh, – we were – that announcement was made, and now we're all working on, on bringing this. There's proof of concepts that were done. Now we're all working to productize, right? So the proof of concept that they talked about in the announcement was with Jefferson Hospital in uh, in Philadelphia. And when you think about the the, the amount of um, uh, pressure nurses are under, and how they're you know short staff, but having to serve a lot of people, there's a lot of things that can be done in patient rooms. If you had a if you had a voice assistant, right? And what what IBM Watson is extremely uh, great at is being able to look at a specific need and with a 
they call it a corpus, but bringing together an extensive knowledge base on how they can go and deliver on that need for a specific application. And so they've done a proof of concept to Jefferson. We're moving forward uh, in that proof of concept. Um, but there's other areas, right? There is the smart conference room or what we're calling the voice enabled cognitive room and also uh, the hotel room. So there are things that we'll be talking about in CES around all three of those. Um, but uh, just again, been working directly with IBM and their research center on Watson, extremely impressed with the technology. But when you start looking at the use cases, you know, you think about using the touch panel, but then you think about, well, what else could I have if I had like literally a, a, a really, really intelligent enterprise version of Alexa in a conference room? I mean, you can do some amazing things with scheduling. I mean, as soon as you think of, hey, we need to schedule a follow-up meeting, uh, just you just tell the room that. It, we already know who's in the room from the Outlook invite. We can go ahead and do that. We can extend meetings because we directly interact with Exchange and other calendaring systems. But there are so many cool things that we've been walking through over the last uh, two weeks with IBM on, on how we're going to go and implement this. So Watson is the cloud service and the uh, you know speech-to-text, text-to-speech, but also drawing on deep knowledge bases. But And then how do you actually bring that voice and actually create and do things in your environment that's going to come through uh, AMX and the, and the audio products that we have? All right. Do I need to let you go, or you want to stick around and see what what our folks have to say? I'll stick around. See, yeah, see what All right. they have to say. Don, I'm going to pick on you first because one thing that NAV has done over the last couple of years is move to a more of a service based model. Uh, they still integrate and stuff like that, but they have definitely grabbed onto this this whole AV as a service. Walk me through this. How does this make sense to you, or does as as an integrator again? Uh, a lot of AV's uh, um, customers are government. Um, being in Maryland, that's kind of where they are. Uh, does this make sense to you guys, or is this something where you guys probably won't touch it yet because you're government mostly until, you know, the, some of the security concerns get, get worked out? Well, and, and, and you said it right there, um, you know, being in, in mainly federal government work, a lot of the really awesome, cool innovations that we as an industry have come up with over the past few years, we don't even get to look at. <laughs> Because realistically, you know, there's some people out there doing um, cloud-based and server-based control for small rooms that aren't worthy of an AMX system, for instance, that government can't touch, even if it would be a better solution. Uh, something like this, where you're relying on the cloud, it's awesome. I, you know, the tech geek in me is like, yes, we need this. This is fantastic. This is, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm on the enterprise and I can just say, computer, you know, turn on the heat or, you know, turn down the lights by 20%, you know. It, that's the future and we're starting to live in it. And that aspect is fantastic. And I think corporate customers will love this. I think hospitals, provided it's a separate network from the secure important stuff, will love this. But for my customers, eh, you know, it, it, it's not really there yet for us just because, you know, the federal government at this point is pro and the financial in, 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 in industry are probably the only two that are really super, super concerned with security on, on cyber on the cyber front and, and not using cloud and that sort of thing. They they are the ones that are really being proactive about it. And this is not gonna work for them, uh, you know, without some bugs being worked out. Um, the rest of the world should be super concerned about those items, but they're not. And so in those cases, you can just start selling right now with, with a product like this. So I have mixed feelings, I love it, I'm excited about it. But I can't really do anything with it at the moment. All right, Mr. Hatz, my 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 programmer, at least for this show, uh, talk, walk me through this. Walk me through the ins and outs, uh, the good and the bad and the ugly. 
Well, I mean, I'm I'm encouraged by it because I mean, we you know I've I've dabbled a little bit, and we've got a couple programmers in AVI who actually sort of is a is their own sort of science lab experiment, went out and spent their nights and weekends actually building an interface to use the Amazon Echo to do control in our industry. And they actually built a standalone application that's not control system specific. It uses two different cloud servers and some hardware and it, it makes everything happen. But one of the real challenges at this point in time is that it does exactly what you tell it to. And if you didn't code for a specific phrasing or a spe specific command, it doesn't do it for you. And so one of the benefits to using the Watson is certainly you know the cognitive learning, the fact that it adapts over time, that it's not just what you what your programmer thought you might need to do, it's you know it has that intelligence behind it, and you know it's just one more you know way that the experience that we're creating for our users can step up. You know, you watch the demo video of what is happening in the hospital. There's no way you could pull off, you know, some of those, you know, some of those things without that that higher learning, that you know, that smarter intelligence. And you know, again, it's it's it'll be interesting to see what we can add into, um, you know, into the the corporate environment to to really take advantage of that. Okay. Now, the one thing I'll say, you know, is, you know, again, having not fully implemented any of these, but I worry about the security in the corporate environment that we have an open microphone that's listening and sending whatever I say out to a server and that server's doing stuff with it and that's fine. But what about when I really don't want it to be listening? Like when I'm talking about this acquisition that is gonna happen tomorrow and we haven't announced yet or something like that, you know? That there, 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 there's a line there that I think we as an industry also need to be aware of and in due time, it, I think it'll come up, but, uh, you know, but certainly the proof of concept of, you know, what Harmon has done here is, you know, has a tremendous potential. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Cash, we'll give you the last word on this. What do you, what do you think of the whole idea? I think this execution is great. It's, uh, it's value oriented. I think, uh, you know, it will suit a lot of, um, will suit a lot of uh, AV large conference rooms market, you know, and even healthcare, no doubt about it. But I agree with Dave on this thing that the security would be a very, very crucial issue. A very critical issue on how to handle these things because now we're talking about all AI stuff here. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, and um, we gotta be careful, you know, how we we talk and how this voice recognition is gonna implement and do its actions, you know, later on where we're not there, right? So it makes a big difference. And that that's a valid point because in, in case folks have, have forgotten, the IBM Watson is is the computer that beat everybody at Jeopardy. I mean, the the Watson. I'm not, I'm not making this yeah. up. The Watson was actually on Jeopardy, uh, beat everybody there. Uh, has has beaten several uh, chess grandmasters. Uh, it has lost a couple times though. It's not the best chess player in the world, uh, but it has lost a couple times. All right, Mr. Robinson, thank you so much, sir, for your time. Thanks, guys. Have Appreciate a great day. It. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Y'all take care. All right, sir. Bye. Bye. All right, that is Mr. Sean Robinson. We've got, we actually have one more story to cover. Um, this is where I say that Harmon's not an underwriter. They didn't pay for this. It, they, they've got two good stories, though, this week. Um, last one here. Uh, and it's, it's another acquisition story. And if, if you guys don't feel like doing it, we don't have to. We can, we can do something else. We can chat about, I don't know, not the election. I'm done talking about that. <laughs> uh, so um, what happened was 
Exertus uh, is, is buying Medium. Medium is an AV trade distributor in the UK. And, and what I want to get to with this, and, and Cash, I actually want to start with you as, as a manufacturer and dealing with several different distributors, right, and, and bringing these folks together. Okay. You, you've, we, we talked about the whole one, one back to patent, one throat to choke uh, when, with Sean and, and having everything under one roof. Same thing here, though. When you've got di- different distributors coming together where uh, integrators – for the most part, some some have wonderful relationships directly with the manufacturers. Some have to go through distributors, though. How do you right. walk that line when it comes to bringing distributors together and making sure that your end clients, you know, not these, not the distributors, but your real clients, the the folks that are putting your stuff in, are taken care of? Yeah, in in order to centralize all these guys, I mean, to be honest with you, <clears throat> I'm not too much in a favor of that. Okay. Let me tell you why, because. When you aggregate all these distributors together, there could be some SIs out there or your end customers who maybe are not happy, you know, with that particular distributor or buying from them, or they have never heard about them or signed up with it. Now, that's basically going to create, you know, loss of sales, loss of relationship. That is going to happen. I mean, we encounter this, you know, sometimes, you know, when we talk to these guys saying, hey, you know, I've never heard about them or, you know, um, do we need to sign up with them? Can I just buy direct from you as a dealer? You know, that is 100% of the time that we get a question. Or maybe if they're working on a big project. And how susceptible the distributors are when it comes to brand and quality and maintaining your relationship one-to-one as a manufacturer when they have thousands of other brands to support? That's something also to think about. Yeah. Um, you know, because we as a manufacturer really care about our brand. You know, I'm making this HDMI large-scale matrix switcher that I want to sell it, you know, to this integrator who's installing maybe in a command control center or whatever it is. And, you know, instead of going through a distributor, I want to kind of have that one-on-one, you know, relationship with this customer, making sure from the date of deployment to the way, you know, when when we provision this thing, everything is working, it's under control, that one-on-one relationship, you do we get that from the distributor side while they're handling all these other brands? So that's something that you want to think about when, you know, these big brands merge. Um, but as on the positive side, if you look at it, you know, if somebody is looking to uh, upgrade their digital signage or, you know, or products that are, are needed from display all the way to, you know, uh, AV signal distribution, way down to cables and connectivity, then yes, this distributor will be perfect because he's going to get A to Z out of that, you know, uh, that distributor we just signed up with. So, I mean, that's just my two cents. Um, I would love to, you know, kind of get feedback from you guys. What do you think? No, we're going to, actually. Dave, from, <laughs> from your standpoint, working with, with one distributor versus another, and, and AVI is in, in a good position. I mean, you, you guys have got 16, 17 offices. So I'm, I'm guessing here, I don't know for a fact, but most of the folks you have are probably direct, but there might be some things that you have to get through distributorship. We still we still deal with distributors, though, and and I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, how, you know, Exertis, in this case, handles maintaining the specialization of the groups that they mm, acquire. Yeah. That, you know, you know, sort of to what Kosh said, you know, if they're going to just sort of lump them in and just put them all as part of the bucket and just you know, not respect them as the specialization that they bring, well, then it probably doesn't, you know, it's not that positive of an experience. But I can also see if they can, you know, if they can maintain the specialization and market around it and, you know, 
you know, I look at it, a company like AVI Systems, we go to our distributors for, you know, probably three or four key brands, we'll say. But, you know, what Kosh said too, the fact that they have other brands that once in a while might fit a need I have, that's great because now I've got the business relationship with my distributor and I can trust them that when I have a problem that's, you know, outside the realm of what I normally deal with them on, I have right. options. Yeah. I don't right. have to go, you know, go find the manufacturer or, you know, dial 1-800, you know, catalog bo black box off the internet to just find a product and roll a dice. I actually have a relationship already with someone who can support me. And that there's a lot of value to that. All right. All right, Don, last 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 word here. I what I'm going to ask the question that's going to sound odd. Can can you make or how do you make these distributors value you as an integrator, right? How, to Kester's point, make sure that, that, that they maintain that specialization, make sure that they maintain that education, you know, to Dave's point, make sure that they maintain those, those business relationships. I mean, I don't know how you can just convince them that you have to do this, you know, especially real, realistically, you know, and this is why we have distributors, the big manufacturers only want to sell to the big companies. And so the big companies get more attention and even ABI systems with 15, 16 locations is gonna get more attention than MedAV with one location and maybe a guy working from home that might count as a satellite location. Right, you know? agreed. So, so there's always gonna be that disconnect based on size. Um, and, and I mean, I would hope that they'll figure it out. See, the, the whole deal with this story is that it's in the UK and I'm not super familiar with their distribution channels over there. You know, it's a much smaller island than the United States. And, you know, do they have 15, 20 distributors? Do they have four? If they have four, this is a massive story. If they've got 15, 20 or even more, like some parts of the United States and some verticals, yeah. it's not such a big story. It's eh, another day, another dollar, whatever. Um, you know, to, to draw a parallel, earlier this year, Almo bought IAVI, which made a lot of waves here in the state. Huge story because it was merging two of the bigger distributors. Yeah. And, and as I believe Dave said, it's great for integrators because you get access to some lines that you didn't have previously, but you can utilize an existing relationship to buy them. But on the other hand, that's one less resource out there for the smaller guys. That's one less number to call. I mean, let's be honest, I can't buy a lot of products direct or through distribution at the price that that Dave can with I with AVI systems, you know. So for me to be competing with him, for instance, on a bid, I need every advantage I can. And as much as I love our guys at Almo and I love our guys at you know Stampede, sometimes a girl's got to shop, and I got to look at another option. And so by consolidating this pool, it takes away the options, particularly for the smaller integrators and the mom and pops are going to have a little more of a struggle. Um, as as Cash said right at the beginning. You know, with the distri distribution channel, it's a, not such a good thing to have these big mergers and having only a single finger to point because you also run the risk of being a single point to buy from. And that puts you into, you know, in the States anyway, um, uh, monopoly territory. Well, in, 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 in any federal. space. Yeah, well, in any space. I mean, in, in any space, a monopoly is not a good thing. Um, right. I'll, I'll, re I'll reference something that, that uh, our folks over at Resi, uh, Resi Week talked about a couple of weeks ago. The AT&T trying to buy Time Warner. That's a huge deal. It's a huge monopolistic deal. And I'll, I'll point back to history where, you know, technically the federal government did break up Ma Bell back in the, in the turn of the 1900s. Um, and slowly but surely, uh, she got back together again. 
So, all right, that's that's all we're going to have time I for. Do, I want to add yeah, one more go thing. Go ahead, Gash. Uh, you know, when we look at this mom and pop SIs and end users who are buying from distributors, I know, you know, you mentioned a very good point, uh, you know, about UK. Obviously, that's a very uncharted territory. We don't know much about how their distribution works. But here, if you notice, pricing plays a very important part for them. You know, the cost that they get, whatever they're getting directly versus distribution may enhance their way of buying more stuff. You know, they may change. Yeah, this this would work maybe they would probably you know buy from smaller distributors who can afford and you know um you know use these kind of products in the projects which they think maybe are you know lower cost than you know buying from you know some some of these big guys so that makes a you know a, a big difference um uk obviously being not as big as us of course i can tell that yes there may be three or four distributors you're correct i agree with you on that but you know, in the U.S., a big merger like that would really shake up things. Yeah, yep. absolutely. All right, guys, that that's going to do it for us, Mr. Dave Hatch. Thank you, sir. Thank you, bud. Uh, how can people find you and or AVI Systems? Well, uh, www.aviSystems.com is uh, your one-stop shop for everything you need AV. Well, net AV is too. So. <laughs> <laughs> In, in, but, the, uh, in the Midwest and out West, how about go. that? Exactly. We don't compete you know, in, in territory at this point, so it's all good. So, um, no, notice, no, he, notice he said at this point, we may have just gotten a scoop there. No, I, they don't tell me anything, my friend. <laughs> this is true. I know that for a fact. So, how do they find you? <laughs> uh, I'm, on, I'm on LinkedIn, on Twitter, at Dave Hats AVI. Um, just, That's you it? don't need to find me, though. All right. Miss Dawn Mead, thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. And how do and people find you? You can find NetAV in the <laughs> mid-Atlantic region anyway. And uh, online, www.net-av.com is the company. Uh, you can find me here at AV Nation. Um, and be alert because sometime today, tomorrow, they're supposed to be posting our fabulous post-election AV social special that Tim and Kelly and I did. Tim mentioned it earlier. Um, we recorded it last week when it was still all very fresh, and uh, hopefully you all can get some insights out of that. So keep an eye out for that. And you can find me on Twitter and most other social networks at AVDawn. Yep, absolutely. That, 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 was, that was a very good show. It was an interesting show. So, All right, Cash, thank you, sir. You did a good job. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that, and thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Uh, How do people find you or, or, or Connects Pro? Uh, www.connectspro, you know, uh, .com. That's our main website, you know, connectspro.com. And um, we are on Twitter and Facebook. Just, uh, you know, find connectspro there, at connectspro. Um, if you want to have a personal conversation, obviously, I'm also on Twitter, at uh, Remote Viewer X. And, um, you know. <laughs> remote Viewer X. Very nice. Very well done. Yeah, I like that. So I like remote viewing, and obviously... <laughs> It's a, it's a good sense, and, um, you know, we'll talk more. But other than that, it was a pleasure meeting you guys. And hopefully, you know, we can talk again about some uh, interesting topics. Yeah, absolutely. And share in our sites. Absolutely, yeah. sir. Um, uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me. Um, at this point, I'm counting down the days to the Blues-Blackhawks uh, Winter Classic here in St. Louis, in which the case the, the Blackhawks will probably win. Um, I say that for Mr. Hatz's benefit more than anything. Um, but go by the website, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You will find this program, a host of others. Don mentioned the AV, uh, AV social special we did. Uh, we have a, two weeklies, this weekly, and then we have one that covers the, the home uh, AV called Resi Week, uh, hosted by our buddy Matt Scott. 
We have one on uh, programming. We have one on live staging and events. And we have a brand spanking new one looking at the IT and AV uh, space. So it's, it's looking at AV through the, through the lens of IT professionals. That will post the 1st of December. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that our Aviation Awards, our first annual Aviation Awards, the nomination process is coming to a close. It closes the end of, De- of November. First of December is when the, the voting for that will happen. So if you want to nominate somebody, uh, a product, somebody who, who you think is a great educator, a product that just saves the day every time you're on site, go by our website. That's there as well. Aviation.tv. Aviation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching this has been AV Week.